0: Hey, everybody. Jamie Kelly here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Season 3 of The Approximate Podcast. Be sure to join our Patreon for only $5 a month to see all of Season 3's episodes in full HD video. That's patreon.com slash approximate podcast. If you're already a patron, thank you so much for your support. And to everyone who's tuned in, we love you all. And now, on with the show. (laughs) Kitty! Fucking stop it. God damn it cat yeah you boy (laughs) stink, scrapple stop it all right cut we're done fucking cat god damn it as of the time of this recording uh we are all fresh off of the transgender erotica awards
1: how was your experience emily It it was super exciting i mean i wasn't as nervous as last year When it was my first time in the U.S. and then at the TEAs, I didn't know anyone in the industry like in the U.S. before. And this year, it was really nice because I got to meet so many friends I made last year and make some new friends. And I had a really good time, even though I was so busy, like I was shooting every day, all week. And even on the day of the TEA Awards, I had a shoot at noon On the day of the awards. Wow. wow. Yeah, we were shooting at noon and then back to the hotel, getting ready. and yeah. But I had a blast. It was amazing. How about your time there? Uh,
0: <laughs> this year, I like overplanned and overbooked hotel stay for the express purpose of doing the exact opposite of your experience, <laughs> which is just to lay in bed all day and have no pressure and be able to... There's basically two functions during the awards ceremony. There's an official party pre-party that happens on like day one. Then uh, the powers that be give you a day to rest and then the awards the following day. And I wanted to make sure that there were two days before all that and two days after to where I could just lay in bed and not do anything, not answer my phone, <laughs> <laughs> just eat junk food and have plenty of time to prepare for the party. Sleep. Awards. Sleep. Home. <laughs> Yeah, good plan. But well, and that plays into what I'm up to. Again, as of the time of this recording, I'm on a bit of a production hiatus, anyway. So, you know, coming out to the awards was to show. I was a sponsor this year. Yeah, generally a sponsor most years. So you got to you got to make appearances. You got to show up. And I was nominated for a few things. And you won, uh, yeah, you won one also. I, right? I, yeah, I won uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Miss Unique. <laughs> Which I told, I told a joke on stage that did not fly. I said, I said, uh, winning Miss Unique is a uh, is akin to uh, winning a award for uh, world's tallest midget crickets. <laughs> Nothing. So I just zoomed straight along to yeah. you know all the pleasantries and got yeah. the fuck off
1: stage. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes it's a bit difficult to understand the people on stage because there's like so many people talking in the audience. It's a loud event, reverb as well. Yeah. And they, sh- they
2: had to stop at every moment. Like, can y'all, sh- can y'all shut the fuck up?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Our MC that night was <laughs> yeah. actually. You know, quieting the crowd. Old Domino Presley.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was actually kind of glad that there was like this all-time distraction because I was presenting an award for the first time together with Jeremy, who was amazing. But we were both so nervous and we had no idea what we were doing. But in the end, uh, afterwards, everyone told me, oh, you did great, even though we were just being pushed on stage and standing there awkwardly for a moment. And yeah, I hope next year it's going to be... um, I will feel a bit more comfortable on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. you'll you, naturally that'll happen for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, so a uh, buddy of mine in the industry, uh, Ava Holt, uh, came to me before the proceedings, and she was telling me about how she had to, you know, present for an award. Yeah. And she was super super nervous, and I said, "Well, no. now wait a minute, honey. Everybody in this room, you've either seen naked or <laughs> been naked with." <laughs> You've been inside half of these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half of them been inside you. Like you have nothing to be nervous about. You don't even have to do that trick where you imagine the audience in their underwear.
1: You already know. You already know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but still, it's it feels like different. I mean, I was uh, kind of surprised. Like, I mean, I, don't, I have no problem being fucked like on camera, whatsoever. <laughs> but as soon as I have to get on a stage with a room full of people, like all the adrenaline kicks in. It does, yeah. yeah also last year that. when I um, was for anxiety, yeah, when I was in Miami for the XBIZ Creator Awards, mm. I think Cam Awards they were called last year, and I was called on stage because I won a thing and I didn't expect it, and my voice was just cracking, and I was like, "Oh my god, mm. please say something!" <laughs> my
2: voice is cracked on stage, either, either uh, presenting something to somebody or uh, you know uh, giving. Uh, accepting an award, and I was like, oh, man, "Damn it, I'm dry right now." <laughs> like, like, you, so you think in your head, and you're just like, okay let me just carry on." Hope they didn't notice it. Yeah. They fucking noticed it. that's <laughs> fine. This year was uh, crazy for me. That was like my first six, first year back and like six years to yeah, the awards. Six years for you, huh? Yeah, I went like five years in a row before that, and I was always there on some different like tip i was always there on like you know performer more stuff uh this time i was pretty much only there to be a part of the company that we're starting the production company as well as this situation and all that um but yeah it ended up being a fucking mess that weekend i ended up forgetting all my bag back in vegas and fucking having to go make up my last minute uh Whatever I was looking for to wear, you know, I got in this whole like self-conscious mode and I was like, ah, whatever. But when I got there, I started talking to people I already know. So you know, I already know and new faces and stuff. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know, I'm here. I might as well just, you know,
0: ride it out. Once you actually get to the thing, yeah. it, everything melts away. And yeah. now you're you're just amongst your people. You're shaking hands. Everybody's in like high spirits. So it's it's easy to catch that vibe and kind of go ah all that anxiety yeah. I felt up until this point now that I'm here yeah. it's kind of all melted away.
2: Everybody's happy to be there. Like like the, uh, the previous years I've been there I've always been there on an auspices of stuff, like being a performer, being nominated, presenting, right. you know, whatever, winning whatever. Um, and always on a lot more than I was, you know, I was coming in like latex and heavy rubber. Oh, and yeah, you and go like, all in, yeah. It up like I was like, bitch, I'm like Lady Gaga on this, bitch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but I don't know. This yeah, year was just different. this year, you just wore your, your potato sack and potato sack, yeah, blue potato
2: sack is what I'm, <laughs> I'm sure
1: it looked wonderful. And I also always go a bit low key when it comes to like award yeah. dresses. Yeah, my goal is always okay, I don't want negative attention for my outfit, like if I'm. Not the worst dressed person in the room, that's fine with me. Yeah. Because I'm, um, I mean, I'm not a fashion victim. I like to dress nicely, but sometimes I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was so happy that my mom went shopping for my award dress. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I could totally relate to
2: that. I know my mom's went with me for a year before. Oh. And that was the years where I decided not to wear that one. Because I was like, well, what if I go more like, you know, reserved and whatever. And then I was with a girlfriend at the time. She was like, no, we go slutty. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go slutty. <laughs> I swallowed
1: coffee wrong. Yeah, oh, I was no. here. Exactly. I'm, I'm dying. So we got to cut don't, all this don't out Don't choke, anyways. please. Yeah. It would be a very bad first time being on a podcast for me if yeah. my the co-host is dying here. Yeah, right, right. Please don't. Excuse, uh, uh, main host. Main host. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, like, I thought, like, if two people do, like, a podcast together, both are co-hosts. I'll have you know, I will remind you who yeah. showed this. Okay, thank you. I'm not sure about the customs here. So hey, look, I didn't. I didn't mean to offend I'm you. I'm just a
0: little bit of death keeps you humble.
1: I tell you, <laughs> right, right, right. Something
0: I wanted to ask you was, in LA, do you have a like a particular experience or shoot that you had gone through that either was the first time and super exciting for you, or did you have like like a really good day, like? What's a a shoot or set
1: that, like, stuck out to you? Oh, I had, like, a lot of people I really liked working with. I um, worked with some people I worked with before there, where it was nice to see each other again and do some new stuff together. Like, with one... Uh, friend Megan James. I shot some new pen and paper porn together. That was a lot of fun. N- like,
0: uh going to interrupt you. Wh-
1: what do you mean by pen and paper? What is that? I, m- I mean, I really like pen and paper role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons oh. and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. okay. And okay. last year we made like um, a little thing called Dungeons and Dicks. And there's another pen and paper role-playing game that I play a lot at home, Call of Cthulhu. Okay. And so we made, like, a little thing that's going to be called Cox of Cthulhu. Nice. And we had a blast doing oh, yeah. that. I mean, that was a lot of fun. And uh, a person I haven't worked with before that I got to shoot with this time was Eddie Wood. Like, I yeah. brought him oh, back from retirement. Or lifetime achiever. Lifetime award. Yeah, achiever. I was so happy when he replied Hell, to my yeah. DM that he was actually interested in a collab. And we had a great time. And fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we went to IHOP afterwards, which was great. It's like my my aftercare, like after shooting in the U.S. I mean, everyone's making fun of me for liking IHOP so much. (laughs) You got to have your garbage
0: restaurant. For me, it's Waffle House. What about you?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're from Texas. We're
0: from so. Texas, so our garbage restaurant's a Waffle House. But Waffle I've House, done plenty of, and- <laughs> I've done plenty of time late nights. IHOP, Denny's. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's- oh, Denny's was always the twenty four
2: hour. So you you know get done with what you're doing, you go to Denny's and just. Yeah, that's
1: King my entire off. adolescence. There. Three in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, we don't have these uh, style of twenty four seven restaurants in Germany. In Germany no. Yeah, and so I really like it. Like also after the awards, I went there with Rebecca Vanguard, mm. and we then went to IHOP at like two a.m. in our evening gown, and we were the best dressed people at IHOP I ever. Bet. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> even though the lady at IHOP looked at me a bit weird because I've been there like the fifth day in a row.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, but I wasn't next to my hotel, and I just needed to yeah. get my coffee somewhere. Right?
2: Yeah, I've had a Denny's
1: right next to my
0: hotel and just went there like two or three days.
1: While it's I was uh, there.
0: La Quinta Inn, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Spanish for next to Denny's. Uh, ne-
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um,
2: how did you get your start in the industry?
1: Um, I think, let, let me think, I've been in the industry since early 2020. I mean, I've done some kinds of sex work before, but I got into shooting porn January 2020, I think. Because yeah, I think a bit before the COVID wave of people starting in OnlyFans, because mm. I just wanted mm-hmm. to try out how I feel like naked in front of the camera. So I filmed like a little shower video of myself to see <laughs> if I like that being like online. Mm. And I felt super comfortable and it gave me like a huge self-esteem boost. And yeah, then with when COVID hit, I started doing webcam and liked that a lot. And it helped me to be more comfortable in front of the camera and practice both dirty talking and talking in English, um, because English is not my first language. And, yeah, then I think my first pro shoot for Groovy I had in 2021 for uh, with Cal in London in UK, so that was great. And since then, things have been happening so fast, and the last two years just <laughs> flew by, and I met so many amazing people, and, yeah. Yeah, those first few years, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even though very kinetic. Yeah. Even though I feel like when you're based in Europe and you're a trans performer, it's a bit of it? a different experience because I see these people having their first shoots in the U.S. And there's like so many opportunities in the U.S. And I feel in Europe when it comes to trans porn, I mean, there's some indie stuff happening in Berlin. I bet. But there's uh, <laughs> a lot of less shoots happening, right, and smaller companies. And so...
2: I'm kind of wondering what the scene was like over in that area. Because I know, like, some porn companies used to shoot in, like, Berlin and stuff like that for, like, the more extreme stuff. And yeah. I know the laws are a lot different out there than they Yeah, are. definitely. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's always a challenge being based in uh, Germany, I think, as a porn company. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm technically self-employed, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and p- a lot of people don't know about... Um, the small things that you need to take care of if you oh, want to make God. business in Germany, like I'm not allowed to post nudes on Twitter that makes my life so hard <laughs> Really? Yeah, because... Country um, mandator yeah, because um, I think Germany has like very strict youth protection laws. And technically, if you post a nude pic on Twitter, you're making pornography available to minors on the public platform. Oh, wow, they look at it that way. Yeah, and you can get like really high fines for doing that kind of stuff. I mean, wow. a lot of people get away with it, but I'm just a really anxious person when it comes to stuff like that.
2: Sure. The same country that has like a nightclub that also
1: has a piss club at the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there is just adults going in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Germans are it. very like, oh, please think about the children. So, yeah. 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 No, of course, that's, that's always wild. a scapegoat um, for the people over here, too. And
2: yeah. honestly, if they could have it that way here, they probably would. They would shut uh, sex workers down that I mean, there's far. a lot
1: of stuff happening right now. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Right.
2: Oh, yeah. That are proof of that. Like, we got turfs taking pictures with Nazis now. I'm like.
1: So, that's political stuff. We don't have to go into that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different podcast.
0: Ah. just want to kind of get a roundabout idea of things. So, your first official, she will call it official, was with Groovy, right? Yeah, exactly. Same here. How about you, Steph? Groovy? No, well,
2: yeah, we have official pro. Yeah, pro shoot would be... No, actually, it's a little bit further back. It's more amateur, but I did get paid for it, and you paid me pretty handsomely, so I got to admit it. Um... It was some uh, old stuff I did back pre-transition. I'm was not it like that like just dude
0: with a camera, or was it an kind actual of, little but company? A,
2: but he had a he had a little company set up. It was kind of it was dude with a camera, but he had a little company set up. He did like these uh uh exams or whatever, like these uh what are they called a uh, phys what a physicals yeah, yeah. physicals yeah, yeah yeah. And I've always been you know kind of gifted in that department. I guess not to <laughs> pull my own dick off or blow a load in my own mouth, but yeah.
0: But yeah, if the money's right, sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If the <laughs> money's right, and it was right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he introduced me to the, like, sketchy part of Dallas before, like, uh, before dropping me off at the second time. And I was like, yeah, so, don't really want to meet him again. Yeah. So Dallas. Yeah, it was Dallas, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, first, like,
2: official in the main industry of trans porn?
0: Yeah. Uh, groovy. Yeah, I was like to get a general consensus about that, because it's, like, the same story, like, that's everybody's first shoot gruby gets them early <laughs> yeah. yeah they got their yeah they got their ear to the rail they they know it's coming up well shortly after
2: that experience with that person i was like okay well i'm already doing this so all right let me progress a few years in transition there a few more than what i was uh you know i already decided i was like i gotta get you know finances and stuff you know how yeah. you feel when that fucking that ring goes off you're yeah. like okay that machete's been ding the bitch <laughs> is sharp <laughs> but um yeah that's uh groovy um i contacted groovy shortly after that and he was like yeah i'd love to have you fucking uh, shot my first shoot in dallas with uh
1: omar wax and oh, okay. yeah Great. Who, 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 by the way, who was your first photographer from? Um, Kellen London. He's like the UK photographer, and I really like working with him. He's a funny guy, and we've spent a lot of time together, like both in London and in Wales. Oh, okay, so, so that's Europe. Some of the country. That's nice. I mean, I'm in Germany, right. we don't have a groovy photographer. Oh, do Okay. As far as I know, so I always just go to the UK for shooting. Oh, okay. But okay. the good thing is, I mean, okay, I'm based so in UK Hamburg, which okay. is in the north of Germany, and okay, from there, okay, it's okay. just one and a half hours by flight, and I overcame my flight anxiety for shooting for Groovy, so I was really proud of that.
2: Good, that's an accomplishment, absolutely. Yeah. You don't know how many times, actually. I mean, it's so common to see on social media where girls talk about, it's my first time doing a plane, oh my God, I'm so scared.
1: I mean, I'm still scared, but I mean, I mean, I got my ways to cope now. Yeah, so. good. That's yeah. good, that's good, that's good. How many shots do you take? <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's
0: two, two before... And then uh, as much as I can during.
2: <laughs> I've seen her routine. It's usually a, a, a Jack and Coke on the plane.
1: <laughs> I think I used to get like really wasted on the airport and then like take some meds as well because I get like this intense headache on the plane. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But last week, I actually had my first sober mm-hmm. flight because in the winter I was drinking a bit too much too regularly and I didn't like that. So oh. I got sober a few weeks ago and I realized, OK, actually, it's possible to fly sober. I was uh, pleasantly surprised and also I was surprised that I was able to go to the TEA's was thing so but there was more of a challenge than the airplane yeah
2: I didn't drink it um, all this year either yeah. well, you? no great, I didn't great. drink one drop
1: this year yeah really yeah mm-hmm. I just
2: didn't feel the need to get railed I used wow <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I haven't been railed in like, uh, like one well, for the industry in like five years. So like why get railed on, uh, why, yeah. why be emotional ball mess at the thing and not get railed?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, actually, yeah. Uh, I did the same thing. I, yeah. I drunk a, a few, I'd say maybe yeah. four.
2: Yeah, you were light. Four noticed, at the yeah.
0: party yeah. and four at the awards. I didn't make it to the party. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Lost my phone. But yeah, we were, we were both uh, lightweights this year. Found the phone. So.
1: I really enjoyed that because last year I drank a bit too much at the award show. Mm. Uh, and I felt like I didn't get to talk to as many people as I would like to. Sure. And you never do. You never get to. Yeah, but this year was a bit better. Like I was able to talk to some people I always saw but never got the chance to talk to. So that was fun. The party like on Saturday, there's like, this... Informal party, um, yeah, the
0: the Austin's party. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I really like that because it's kind of nice because there the music usually isn't so loud and mm. you can actually talk with a lot of people. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, because like the this house nice party, garden right? party and nice. it feels really really nice. party. No, Austin's a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, Austin's badass. yeah. I uh,
2: mm-hmm. uh I edited the awards last year for Groovy and um he was one of the people that stuck out to me when I was edit yeah. when I was cutting together the red carpet and he was on stage for a bit too. So yeah, it's really cute. Um. So like how long were you in LA before uh, the awards did you
1: get there this right before and left right um, after I was supposed to arrive in LA on on Monday I think but then like my my flight was leaving on on Monday in Germany but then on Saturday I got like an email that there's going to be a strike in Germany on Monday no flights leaving from Hamburg oh my god oh my and god so on Saturday evening I got on my computer and booked a new flight new hotel And then within 12 hours after receiving that message, I got to the airport and flew to the U.S. And I was so excited all the time, like my adrenaline kicked in, heart rate at 160 all the time until I finally was on the plane. And so I arrived on Monday. So I had a good week in L.A., and was able to do a lot of stuff, even though I didn't have time for sightseeing, really, except for one evening where I went to the Griffith Observatory. That was a lot That's of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, a good sightseeing very nice. Yeah, it yeah. was really beautiful. I liked that a lot, and it's a nice backdrop for selfies. So. Oh yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. So many times went hiking just to get some selfies. Yeah. Yeah, so I lived out there for four years, so. Oh okay, cool. And the experience is a little different when, when you're living out there, and the words come around because, like, usually people stick around in town for a bit, and you're able to like you know, um, congregate with people and figure things out. Maybe you plan things ahead of time.
0: Prior to uh, your start in the industry, were you even a fan of...
2: That's a better question, actually. Yeah.
0: porn in general yeah. and then even trans porn. Yeah, um, were you freaky? Or were were it... you already paying attention yeah. or...
1: I think, like, uh, for the most part of my life, I've been pretty prude because I felt super uncomfortable with my body for a long time. I actually had, like... Um, date for reassignment surgery in, I think, 2018. One year wow. or two year before my industry started. But one month before, I had the first blowjob of my life. Oh like, rece- receiving. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, like, too bad. And maybe I just have to... <laughs> Maybe I just have to learn to accept it and I mean, I totally get it if people want to have like a sex um, a reassignment surgery, but I realized, okay, maybe I don't need it for myself and I just need to learn that it's okay to be a woman equipped like that and just enjoy myself. And I think that was like my awakening moment and then I started to get like a lot kinkier. And, yeah, because in the relationships I had before, there was always, like, vanilla sex. I often kept my panties on during sex because mm, Mm. I was uh, quite dysphoric. Mm. Um, But then I fell into this rabbit hole of all the great things that sexuality can be and watched a lot of more porn. And, yeah, there I saw like some trans people where I felt, okay, this is actually really cool. And people where I feel, okay, they're so comfortable with their body and it's not necessary to change anything. And you're still valid and can have a great time and people see you as a woman. So,
0: yeah. Oh, fantastic.
2: It's really great when girls can come to that understanding early in the industry and as as just being a transgender person you know uh, you know whether they're a girl or a guy or whatever you know whether it's trans female trans man whatever but um yeah uh, it's really good when people can get from this industry that sense of like now i don't want to say validation because that's kind of the wrong thing to yeah. search for even though it's kind of given out to you and awards and attention and stuff like that um but more assurance that like you can you are desirable yeah you exactly. are desirable you are you don't have to be you know yeah despite what society makes feel, us think right Absolutely, you don't have yeah. to feel like how you were taught to feel about
1: yourself being yeah. a freak or whatever yeah from, exactly yeah i feel from. that so much i mean absolutely. i grew up in rural germany and so like until i was 19 I never knew about like real transgender people like the only thing I knew was like Rocky Horror Picture Show and oh Buffalo Bill oh, so, oh my god that was, like, <laughs> that was like the things I thought and I thought okay I'm just a very femme gay who likes to have long hair and wear earrings oh. and <laughs> when I first saw like Andrea Patrick in a magazine yeah, my yeah. mind was blown I was like oh wait there's like uh-huh. pretty trans people who are not like weirdos and it uh-huh. was like mind-blowing to me and was like oh wait so i can be a woman if i want to without being like weird and yeah there was yeah like absolutely mind-blowing yeah that wow that yeah! Is,
0: <laughs> wow, that's that is as amazing as it is heartbreaking. Yeah, that,
2: that's uh,
1: right. That, that's what you all oh, like. Sweetheart. You sweetheart.
2: movies and musicals, and then you said,
1: "Oh shit, this is the only thing I could be." <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, okay, maybe I'm just a very, very effeminate gay. But yeah, you know, yeah. it turns out I wasn't. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: That's cool. That's that's really cool. Um, funny because like my first introductions to tran- trans people before I even realized what trans was was right. like uh, Jerry Springer and stuff. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm say
1: not say, hey, if I know that thing. It's a, a
0: it's a really trashy yeah. uh, talk show. Oh, yeah, okay. A, where it's it's basically a. A freak show, a circus. It, back uh, oh, okay. when Jerry Springer was a, a cultural touchstone, this yeah. is yeah, r- early nineties yeah. to like very early two thousands, yeah. I'd say. Um, he'd have guests on, yeah. uh, like cross dressers, trans people, and it was always, just, "Hey, look at these freaks," kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and it'd be always be like titles of, "Well, I." Uh, you thought I was a woman, look how I tricked you kind yeah, of thing, yeah. and there'd be conflict, and shit that was, that it was trash. Fuel, it was really—
2: Shit that would fuel yeah. transphobia a lot. I remember it was—, like it was Misunderstandings in people's minds,
0: like, yeah. oh, wow. I, I should actually, be angry at that. I actually, I think it was, uh, I want to say 2007, mm. the uh, casting coordinator for Jerry Springer contacted me because I was fresh in the business. And again, 2007 is way different times. Way, yeah. and I, I made, I like, I made my living on it being such a novel concept, because I was like, when I started and just about started to begin to make my name, uh, trans porn was like right there on the cusp of being like a, a freak show, like it's the kind of goof. DVD that you'd buy your buddy for a bachelor party. Oh, yeah. You know. along. Right. It. So I was right there just as it was starting to just barely become like a more legitimate concept. So when I started, uh, Serena Valentina just started. Bailey J had just started. Um, Kimber James had just started. And so there was the, this like very beginning crop of kids that were coming up in their early 20s I think I was a uh, 26 27 at the time so just a slightly later start but we all came up at the same time and up until this point a lot of trans porn was made up of just like crossdressers and it was almost more drag performance. And a lot of Brazilian at that time. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of, of things. Brazilian was ahead of us on the doll's curve. But, <laughs> but, when, but when I started, a whole new generation and mindset and crop of kids came up that made people do a double take and went, uh, you know, forgive my parlance, but this was the mindset at the time. And this is yeah. how people spoke about it. They look and they go, oh, wow, they're making them look really good these days.
2: <laughs> Have you seen the
0: ones that are coming out of the factory now? Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know? Yes. So all of a sudden, yeah. you know, it and it, all it took was that. And people yeah. started taking things. And, and these kids with a new mindset were being vocal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to take me seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to take me seriously. Yeah. And we started like, you know, fighting for respect. Sure. This is now I'm talking 2007. I say all That's that to so, say this. Sure. I was hit up by the casting director mm. or whoever's in charge of the Jerry Springer show to have me come in and be one of those trashy people. Mm. Hmm. And I was like, I'm not having it. Mm. Yeah. You know, and people were <sighs> In the fight for You're legitimacy, I, I was, I was surrounded by a lot of folks yeah. in DFW that were, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. I I, I can't drop names, uh-huh, respect course. for the dead and all that. Yeah. But that would have fought tooth and nail to get on Jerry Springer, okay. just for that sense of like validation yeah. and then you know chasing fame and being on platform, yeah, being on uh, any kind of platform. No. But I was like, no, nah, this is it. Uh, thanks for the potential opportunity, right. but it's going to actually mean more if I don't,
1: don't do not do it. it. Yeah. I yeah. think it's always like worth keeping your integrity over the hype. I yeah. mean, I see that sometimes the so people right. try to provoke these scandals in the industry. I mean, there's some performers, we don't need to name them, but who are just living off of that. And I mean, mm. if you're really struggling to make a living, I don't mind you if you're trying to set up something to promote yourself, but most people, I think, don't really need to act that way and it's just a shame. So, Well, yeah. it's not really part of the culture anymore too because I think a lot of us grew past that
2: like we're going to be exploited just to get any kind of notice notice or recognition or anything like that. We were just like, okay, well, we can control a little bit more things, you know. And people on the front lines of that was of course the Brazilian girls and the, the, the black tea girls here and stuff like that. They were really on the front lines of that. Um, people started seeing us As, you know, an actual, uh, legitimately not out of, uh, I don't know, irony way of being sexy. Like, yeah. And like Vanity was one of the first like uh, women I saw in the industry that was like doing her thing. And like obviously had that mindset of like, I'm a sexy woman and I'm going to fuck anything I want
0: to. The, 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 The girl that I was dating at the time, I was dating a cisgender girl. And her favorite porn performer was Vanity, yeah. And just just said, "I she's just pretty as fuck." Yeah. It, it, like the whole trans thing never even came into it. Nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's so weird to think back on those days and then to be like where we are now, where now we're we're actually part of the social discussion. Now we're actually fighting for you know, I think civil rights. I think- in our way and it's so weird because you know back in well shit all all the way up till about three years ago oh yeah it's like now you guys give a shit yeah, all yeah. of a sudden i've been here this whole time well, happened you know now everybody like, gives a shit <laughs> 2016 2017 2015 was like
1: when we really started
2: making a yeah. shift
1: like and you really saw it yeah but i think that, that time then i also saw that in germany because before 2015 there was so little information about that in Germany, especially rural Germany where I grew up. Uh. And I came out 2015, I think, pretty much. Um, I mean, I've been thinking about it a while before, but that was when I moved out of my parents' home, when I felt, like, secure to do so. And I think, yeah, I sometimes I think it would have been nice to come out earlier. I think a lot of us have, like, this feeling, oh, yeah. a little bit of regret, maybe, of not starting hormones earlier, oh, yeah. right? Um, but in the end, I think... It was just the right time because before that, in the two thousand early two thousand tens and two thousands, it was a whole different climate it in the whole country. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it, well, not wistfully there, even though people that say that are usually wistful when they say that. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for all the people who um, made the way, like for the people of my generation to come, like both in um, in the whole society as a whole, but also like in porn. Yeah. Like and I'm so incredibly incredibly grateful for that. So Actually yeah. you made
2: me remember what I was thinking about. There you go. It's like, okay, so it's like being shamed for your sexuality and exploited for it or owning it. Yeah, exactly. And now, that's what it is now. We know we're sexy. We're fucking owning it. You know, you can't tell us any otherwise, and we're forced to be reckoned with.
0: Well, them. like, everything about—and yeah. we, we've we seen it, um like, happen. It started—the Tide started to turn around 2014, but the nomenclature's different. Yeah. The, you know? We, yeah.
2: But then we started pushing for things. Well, well, accept us how we're presenting. Like, accept us how we are actually coming to the table with these things. And then we started having, like— you know, more than just petitions, but like actual like movements to like remove slurs and like, you know, get rid of like the connection of like transsexuals or transgender in general, just being a fetish and like yeah. moving fetish yeah. as a separate thing. And like, you know, yeah. Right. So then there was a lot of performers that, you know, put in work before that, that kind of built up to that moment to be able to do that. You know, I don't know. It's just being in this point in the history and the industry it's really it's really interesting because like you're seeing now like stuff that didn't even happen back when i I got in 2012 uh what you would see though is you wouldn't see there's only a few around like 15 or 16 that ended up getting like mainstream porn industry contracts from like evil angel or something like that stuff you would never think like a trans person would actually be able to do so it's like oh wow well the tide is really changing and of course it's based off of like marketability how fuckable you are like to everybody has ever yeah. you know wanted to jerk off to any kind of porn <laughs> <laughs> you know this is still a looks-based industry you know um but also it's a lot more performer producer uh, yeah. grind now since only fans and okay, totally okay, it's cool. yeah since like other you know platforms and not even just that but like you know manny vids and i can name you yeah. know all but like that was like the early wave in the Uh, content production uh, for the adult industry was like, you know, the clips for sales. That's been around forever, you know. And then we started getting more power as performers. And we said, well, we don't need studios as much. Y'all hire us because y'all want to boister
0: y'all brand, y'all's brand. So
2: meet us on our terms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of things started changing when the tools and the means of production were, you know, kind of opened to everybody things become a lot more Mm merit-based and there's a lot more room for people that don't have any other options Mm -hmm. to find some sense of self-actualization but the playing field is a little more level for anybody that you know wants to grow and develop with this and actually find out if this is even a thing that they want to do um you know you can keep a you can keep a roof over your head by doing this without having to rely on the powers that be mm-hmm. or playing. All, well, the, the amount of politics that mm-hmm. are at play are a lot lower behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Now you and, and me, we come from a world where we straddle the line between completely depending on studio systems in our early days mm-hmm. to being there. Once the tides have changed mm-hmm. where the means of production were put my hands mm-hmm. or our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I have a, an early award sitting over there for a, uh, best solo site and there was no such thing as Manny vids or only fans mm-hmm. and you'd like uh you know i made all my capital mm-hmm. uh off of being a sex worker Mm -hmm. I'd take all that money and I'd go buy equipment and I'd go, you know, buy domains and get server space and get my, you know, get my own credit card billing, CC bill or whatever it is, Nats, whatever it is, um, and set up these systems so that I could, from the ground floor, build up my own tiny little thing outside of having to rely on studios. Mm -hmm. And that was the only other way that you could do it. Like you had to have... It's just I'm a super nerd, Mm -hmm. so you know I I had to do it that way. Yeah, but eventually it that's why it stopped being uh, the war stopped being uh, best solo site, Uh uh, and it just started being like best creator, best Mm -hmm. like self producer, producer. best content producer. Uh, Because now that availability for everybody Mm -hmm. to be able to do things on their own Mm -hmm. um, is so much more prevalent. And I think that's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the performers like you are kind of, I think, the reason why the tides changed because y'all stepped up and took that role. So you didn't, ha- you had to, you were able to make that separation away from the companies, or maybe even get hired from the companies to do technical shit, you know, like and you know, uh, get more on the back end or you know, be on just evolving sex work is nothing if it isn't for evolving right. and you know well and right
0: i here? think a, a lot of it has to do you know with the kind of person you are yeah. like it was i was at the right time in the right place of um course. Yeah. Uh, prosumer equipment mm-hmm. was uh, we'll call it easily accessible for somebody like me mm-hmm. that made easy money through yeah. sex work quote unquote easy money no yeah totally you know i was working within the margins of the system mm-hmm. Getting a lot of capital for work that not everybody wants to do, A, yeah. not everybody can do. It's a privileged position. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, because the market, the market for sex work, you know, it's a looks-based business. Yeah. So, you know, it it'll, it'll only bear so much. Um, but right time, right place. The ability to make and squirrel away money and then have, be able to go down to like a Fry's Electronics and be able to grab... An eight hundred dollar piece of equipment, a six hundred dollar yeah. piece of equipment, mm-hmm. and also, like, the third thing is have a, enough of a chip on my shoulder mm. to go, well, fuck you. I'm not getting hired. I'll make it myself. Yeah, yeah. And then a few years down the road, you get your OnlyFanses and your mani vids yeah. and all these different systems all that well. create, you know, for a percentage. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and especially with the proliferation of phones that uh-huh. can take decent footage. Now all these ingredients start coming together, and, you know, if you have a chip on your shoulder, if you want to do it and you don't want to wait for, you know, the phone calls, Uh um, and also being trans folks— If you can't get a job any other way, sometimes, sometimes yeah. we do it out of ambition. Uh-huh. Sometimes our backs against the wall. I right, mean, well, hey, most we just of the time, do anything that we can. Sometimes, most of the time, this shit
2: is for survival based. If, uh, you know, if you if you have a way to enter it and figure out your plan and get it in order and time and stuff, it, it might not be more for survival. But you know, like it just depends on how you can mold it and how you're actually afforded to mold it. And whatnot, but yeah, uh, I'd like to see a lot more people be successful. And see, that's the reason why for so long is because we were separated away from that budget. And we were waiting on people to break us off some piece of the pie so we could actually, you know, live first off. And yeah. now, then we start g- growing capital after we're able to get, you know, any kind of, you know, uh, system traction, going yeah. traction or whatever like that. So, uh, yeah, it's just really... It's really cool seeing this era. Um, and I you know and uh only and stuff looked at the Manny vids and stuff and then I'm sure looked at like also like Twitter and stuff and I'm like okay well they well they're kind of promoing these things on this site so let's just make something and cut out this way of doing this and then make money from them cuz it's always about how who who can make us the most money and sex workers pretty much built the in, built the internet. <laughs> Like, I mean, sure, there's other reasons it was invented, and we can go into that in a whole different other podcast if we want to start a history podcast, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Get my NPR voice
1: on. Oh, I like that voice.
0: How do you think the industry has been treating you so far? Do you think that uh, you've been able to, like, make as much out of it as
1: you'd hoped? Um, I think um, my... my possibilities are a bit more limited because I'm based in Germany. Mm. I mean, especially like the trans porn industry seems to be smaller there. Location and is a factor. Location is a big factor, and I feel like that's also a reason why I had to put in a lot of more work than some US-based performers because I just can't get so many shoots in. Even though, like, companies seem to like working with me and book me again, I and they do. So yeah, but still, I feel like most of my Income is really from self producing stuff. Yeah. And your the boss. Pro- yeah. And I mean, I really like that part of it because I'm also like a huge nerd in some ways. And I like learning technicals and stuff. More about camera work ah. and formats and editing. And I think it's a lot of fun. That's the one that's going to keep you more. Steadily.
2: Yeah. And by now,
1: I actually prefer like trade shoots over paid shoots because I know that in the long term, it's going to profit me more. Yeah. So, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And I like um, that in trade shoots, it's usually, it feels like there's more, I have more say in things. I mean, I think it's, um, it's changed a lot, like uh, how much performance can form the way a scene is made. And, oh, yeah. uh, Especially like also with being super um consent focused i think that also changed like in the mm. last years a lot yeah. right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and that the industry is becoming a lot more
2: ethical yeah now there were now now there's scripts and learn your lines and stuff and we're going to record this up front and you know then we can get maybe it'll turn into, it turn in the turns yeah. into sex after that it was oh, take your dick out baby on the couch oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> slouch on that couch and yeah. pull it out exactly <laughs>
1: And I mean, so that's something I really like. I mean, sure, I've also been on some sets that were like a bit dodgy. And I mean, especially like in in Germany, there's like still this cliche of the weird porn producer. And I mean, some people fit that cliche. So, Mm, of course, yeah. Yeah, but in general, I feel that the industry has been treating me pretty well. And I mean, but there's also so much to learn. And I feel like if you want to be treated well, you also just, be careful with your boundaries, right? And know, okay, I want to do that. And I won't do that even if people offer me more money for it and be like really strict about that. And it's the
2: thing you can set boundaries. Like it's something you can do now. Like I've, our <laughs> yeah. brains have changed. Like consent has become a yeah. whole like thing. And it always has been, but we've kind of just, Accepted it to be a part of like this whole traditional thing, you know.
0: Yeah, but yeah, this uh, this sense of being afraid to make waves is quickly becoming a thing of the past.
2: Self autonomy is like much more of a in thing now. Like people aren't like, oh, shut the fuck up, you, whatever, you, you deserve this. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I think it's also because of like career longevity. If you want to be in this for the long run, you just Gotta watch out for your energy, yeah. and I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to me. Like I've been only in this industry a bit more than three years now, like in the online sex work part of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've seen some people come and go
0: already, and that's so wild. Oh yeah, there's a it's a huge turnover rate. I've always said this; uh-huh. it, it rivals telemarketing right? <laughs> yeah. yeah turnover because it's not for everybody. Not. Again, for, and you'll find that a lot of it is. Uh, we still got a lot of people coming in just from a sense of desperation. Their heart was never really in it to begin with. Yeah. They get some things. They're like, no, nah, this is way too much. I'm not this kind. Of, I'm just not built this way. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Uh it, there's, it, there's, there's there's all kinds of reasons there's there's all kinds of reasons yeah. why the turnover rate yeah. is so high, but that is just kind of the lay of the land. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like any, it, especially in any creative field. Uh, I always said that you know, we are in the entertainment business. We're just on the lowest rung of the ladder, you know? <laughs> right underneath <laughs> reality TV. Stars. Yeah, right underneath <laughs> reality TV stars. Yeah. But it is a it is a discipline. Yeah, and you know. You have to. You have to have that entertainer bug in you. If you make, if you're in this industry for for like um, uh, validation, or you're coming from like a really traumatic place, mm-hmm. and you're trying, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna yeah. get hurt. Yeah. You're. Mm-hmm. This is. We're here to service customers, and we're here to, to, to hone time. our craft, and hope that those two things eventually match, and have the tenacity and the patience mm-hmm. to stick around if we really want to enjoy the fruits of our labor. In the long run,
2: we got to have time to hone our experience to what we want it to be, because it might not always be the best reasons you're getting in. You know, a lot of reasons for survival. You know, you don't always say, oh, OK, I'm going to be the next porn star. Da 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 yeah. You know, yeah. you're just like, oh, I need to transition.
1: Yeah, for me, it was kind of similar because, I mean, I got into like sex work as a wider yeah. um, business business out of, like, more or less desperation because I needed money. But at the same time, at that point, I broke up with my boyfriend and was really unsatisfied. So I was like, okay, if I'm gonna have hookups, I might as well make some money out of it, right? (laughs) Goddamn right! (laughs) And, I mean, it was similar with porn. And at first, it was like, okay, um... I was in art school at that time, and I wanted to figure out a way how to turn, like, art into money. Like, I've been doing art for, like, 10 years, and I didn't make a living, and was just barely scraping by. Art and realizing, as in, okay, like,
2: traditional art? like
1: Yeah, uh, like, uh, I used to do sculpture oh, and no. painting and so on. But I also had, like, this DSLR, this really cheap one, and I figured out, hey... Um, people actually like seeing naked tea girls And that was like the moment where it made click in my head. I was like, okay. And also it was like the start of COVID. Like, okay, now I actually have like time to do this stuff. And I got pretty burned out from the fine arts world and wanted to go into something Imagine. different. And I felt, okay, like in the porn, industry, yeah. <laughs> the porn industry, I can put a lot of my knowledge to use. Also, like, the drama classes from high school finally paid off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, you're an ex-theater kid or what? Uh, kind of. Like, um, in Germany, we have this these focused classes in the last years of high school where you are either making, like, um, your high school diploma in science class or in, like, the language-focused class. And I was in the musician and drama focus oh really (laughs) yeah and so i think back in the day i felt super uncomfortable doing uh theater because i was so uncomfortable with my body but i had a great teacher there and it helped me a lot also like in the early stages of transitioning like feeling comfortable with myself and being more performing kind
2: of at that time yeah. Like I, wanting to like authentically represent yourself, but also like not really knowing how to.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Like trying yeah. out and yeah. being like brave. Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: you know, those years that you get to spend as a teenager as like a cisgender.
1: Yeah. Like every day feels like stepping on stage, right? Exactly. I mean, um, when I moved out and I moved to a new city and as soon as I moved out, I was just going full time as a girl, basically. That's great. And I don't know, like the first times I always felt like going on stage when I went to the city because I wasn't so sure if, of, um, about my sense of fashion. So I made a lot of mistakes, but it's okay. And in the end, I think that it helped Who me. hasn't? <laughs> yeah, it helped me a lot with porn as well because you got to make mistakes, right? Yeah. That's and what you grow from. Uh, what? That's what you grow from, your exactly. mistakes. Exactly. And I mean, when I look at my first video, bathroom, shower, no lighting, vertical.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, to be fair, a lot of, a lot of porn went back to being verticals, and now they were, they were stationed on our phones on OnlyFans and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, though yeah. I really, I didn't, don't really get the hang of OnlyFans. Like, oh. I think, um, I'm more used to like the tube sites and the clip stores. That's what I feel more comfortable with because I'm, I'm not like a social media person. I didn't have a smartphone until 2017. 2017. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and I still feel like such I feel like such a boomer whenever I try these like stuff on social media. But now I got the hang of Twitter and Instagram, but on TikTok I still feel so no. old. I don't
2: think I ever will get on TikTok honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for the sake of your own sanity it's probably better. So. Well,
2: there's the whole negative side, but then it's also like there's a whole another thing you have to learn thing, and I'm already tired of the whole Twitter and fucking Instagram and all. So that much, shit. right? I don't want to learn it under the whole thing. I
1: just want to shoot porn and be sexy Absolutely. on camera, right? I
2: miss those years, like where you could just just be a hot person, post some things, and then be like, "Hey, you want to work? You want to work? You want to work?" <laughs> yeah, and but also, you know, being autonomous and making your own content and having that way to shape it yourself is so much more better because it, uh, you know affords you longevity. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: We're coming up on that time and cool. I was going to ask just to kind of uh, round things out. Um, If you had, let's say, three pieces of advice. Now you're coming, you're three years in, right? We all know new people that are coming in. Uh, we know people are coming in as like recent as six months ago. You got three years under your belt. What are three pieces of advice that you give somebody that's just coming in that's
1: new? Oh, there's so many things I'd like to share with people. Mm. I think the most important thing is to be kind and reliable because I think that's like a currency that's So undervalued by some people in the industry and it's so important because I felt like most of the friends I made in the industry, I just made because I show up and people know I'm a person when I say I've got to be there, I'm going to be there, I will be there and I'm friendly to everyone I meet and I think that helps you so much. Just not bringing this diva attitude yes, to the team. being table. responsible and kind. It's yeah, a long way. Like just today, I saw on Twitter, I saw a post that being young, gay, and mean isn't a substitute for personality. And I love that so much. Oh yes. my God. And yes. yeah, just be kind and show up. That's like the most important yes. thing. And also, if people don't want to work with you, just accept that. Yeah. Like, um,. I mean, sometimes I reach out to people for collabing and they're just not interested and that's totally fine and I um, do my best not to make people uncomfortable who don't want to shoot with me and just say, hey, that's cool. Maybe if we want to hang out, that's something else. But yeah, that's like the one piece of advice, being friendly uh, at all times and bringing a good attitude with you. The other thing is own your name and like, get like the domains get like all the social media with your stage so name when you went that route yeah yeah and Absolutely. your research when you pick your stage name right mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i made a little mistake um, i mean on the one hand i was really game is S- great yeah well i did um, i was very seo focused when i picked my stage name so it's like the only thing that pops up um, uh-huh. by porn is when you type my name it's like the only thing that pops up Except for one thing, and I feel so sorry about that, because there's this girl doing book reviews with the same name oh, <laughs> and I feel so incredibly sorry for her so oh, if you if you hear this Emily Adair doing book <laughs> reviews please, I beg for your forgiveness. Um, I only saw it like a few years later when it was too late and I hope you're not too mad at me.
2: You get two wildly different experiences there. You search for Emily and Derry, you either get somebody saying, well, Moby Dick, or you get people just
1: Oh, (laughs) Emily's Dick, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So, I mean, that's the second piece of advice. Own your name, like get all the domains, but also do your research so that you don't like harm other people unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the third piece of of advice is just sticking to what you're comfortable with. Boundaries. Um, Yeah, boundaries, having fun. Like, I try to do both. Like, um, I see what kind of stuff people like, but I do. mm, Like, I see it, okay, people really like when I'm topping as well. So I do that a lot and I enjoy it too. And people like a lot of my gonzo kind of scenes and the reality stuff that everyone makes right well i
2: think you had your top awakening a long time ago when you got that blowjob before you got srs
1: i mean that that changed a lot (laughs) like um i realized that i try out a lot of new things i try to try out at least everything once yeah and then i see okay either i like it or i don't and if i don't i don't do it again right yeah totally
2: i like to yeah and there's a performance side like you know you you want to be able to you know uh Perform to best of your ability and like maybe do some stuff outside of your comfort zone because that's how you like, you know, have fun, you know, but you have boundaries. Yeah, you know? and then
1: you explore yeah. new things, but also new like things, besides yeah. doing the stuff that sells well you every once in a while you need to do projects that are just close to your heart oh, for yeah. the sake of your own sanity Passion like if projects. i was just producing like german gonzo porn i would totally lose it and so every once in a while i need to make like silly nerdy projects that don't sell at all narrative based stuff yeah yeah like just stuff that i really really want to do like last year i did like the first Mr. Robot porn in history, I think, where I was cosplaying as Darlene Alderson from the show. And I had like such a blast. And it was so much fun to me. And I think that scene, it sold like maybe three or four times. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But it was really a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun creating it. And I think it's really important, like every once in a while, just to do stuff where, you know, okay, this isn't going to be commercially viable but it's just fun to make and people see like your personal side to do things. And yeah, I think that's the last piece of advice, like do stuff that sells well to make a living, but also do stuff for the fun of it. And absolutely have to. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm here and be kind, be present, Uh, pick your name and own it appropriately. And uh, yeah, make a, Content that you're comfortable with, and every once in a while, throw yourself a bone and do something that doesn't make any money whatsoever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. thanks for <laughs> summing that up. Like uh, sometimes I'm a bit, I'm a bit bad in keeping myself short, especially because I, I think it's easier because English is not my native language. Like sometimes I just keep rambling on, trying to explain uh, what nah. I mean. English is my native you're language,
2: fine. and I ramble on, can't finish a story. <laughs> yeah, ever.
0: yeah, I you're it out strong, but can't finish it. Yep, just about to fire you, Stephanie. <laughs> and with that, uh. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been just a pleasure, just a joy.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, it's been my (laughs) first podcast ever, and I felt so comfortable with you. And I know I knew you before, and I knew that I liked you because you're an amazing person to be around with. And it was a pleasure to meet you for the first Mm, time today. It really is a total pleasure
2: to meet you. I think um, I might have saw you at the awards. I don't know if I said hi or not.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There were so many There's people. There's so many people. Yeah. Maybe maybe next year. And oh, also, definitely, yeah. I'm going to be in Vegas sooner than later, so... Oh, yeah. We'll see, we'll no, see each other No, I can't. Like, I mean, it's difficult getting visas. No, I get as that. I get worker, that. So. Absolutely. I, oh, maybe yeah, we shouldn't have that on the podcast. <laughs> no. <to be> <laughs> and with that, yes. goodbye, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>